Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi. And I'm Kevin Close. And in some secure remote location, we don't know where he is, our producer, Craig Williams. And if it's up to me, you'll never know. That's right. I am hidden forever. Um, we have a, we hope is a fun show for you this week. It's something we've never done before. We have two clients joining us for our dream show this week. Very excited to have Kevin and Kate McGrory joining us from their living room. Hi, guys. Hey. They're in a secure location, too. They're not giving out locations. They're not giving out locations. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, first of all, how are you? Is everybody Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. doing fine. I mean, yeah. we're pretty much staying at home, abiding the orders, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's you know, it's kind of nerve wracking with all the kids and trying to keep everyone on schedule and doing the a lot of homeschooling. Yeah, the homeschooling, <laughs> the distance learning going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then how manage- are the kids doing with that? Uh, they're doing pretty su- good overall, surprisingly well. It took them a yeah. little while to get into a routine, but at this point, you know, they know what's going on. You know, they wake up, they get ready, and then basically you're hitting the laptops and and doing the online learning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a vice principal of a grade school, and they're trying to do, like, not only individual learning, but they're doing these sort of conference calls with each class. Yeah. And she okay. is having a great time having a conference call with 25 kindergartners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it with my my kids. We've got a first grader and uh, and a fourth grader and then a high schooler. But and I see them all do their conference calls and it's like mass chaos. <laughs> Day one, the teachers were teaching the kids how to mute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. otherwise they hear everything. That's right. That's right. Um, so what I want to talk to you guys about, I'm so excited to have you on the show, is that you are big travelers. Um, you are avid travelers. You guys go a lot of places. You go to Walt Disney World very often, but you travel around the world. And I'm curious to know how you're dealing with this idea that you can't travel now. You've had some pretty cool trips canceled on you. So what Mm -hmm. is it like to sort of be in this sort of state of limbo with travel? Well, it's certainly weird. I mean, there's, you know, with not having any active trips kind of going on, and then all the trips kind of in the future are kind of, you know, on the balance of whether they're going to actually going to go or not. Um, it's tough. I don't think we've ever been home at home, not working for you know as long a period really ever. Yeah. I and think so, maybe four days was our max before where we had been <laughs> at home yeah. and not traveling, not doing anything. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we're handling it well. I mean, obviously you keep everything in perspective and, and, um, you know, with, uh, with what's going on in the world. So it's not by any means like detrimental, but it definitely feels certainly weird not to have anything kind of actively going on. And I don't know about you guys, but the other problem we're having too is there's this sort of uh, not knowing if our future trips will go. Right? Yeah, of course. We have something yeah. planned for July. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a trip coming up um, out of the country in August, and we just literally had to cancel that a few days ago, too. Uh, just It was too remote. It was too far away, and it was just too risky, you know, as far as whether travel would be okay in August, um, whether even if it was okay of, of some risk of having to be quarantined, you know, we just couldn't take that risk. So we had to electively cancel that one on our own. But 
but a lot of the trips have been, of course, Disney trips and otherwise, as you all know, have been canceled for us. Yeah. When we were um, talking about canceling the Egypt trip before it actually officially canceled, my biggest fear that was we were all going to be stuck in Egypt. Yeah. 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 I was on text message groups with friends on that trip. Of course, we were going with y'all too. And, and we were going back and forth. And that was certainly our biggest concern uh, as well. And I remember, um, of course, our Egypt trip was going to be right now. Like literally, we're supposed to be in Egypt, uh, probably sailing down the Nile right now. We're supposed to be sailing on the Nile. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, when I see those things pop up on my calendar, I'm like, that's a little, that's a little weird, but um, but yeah, I remember. In, I guess it was in early March that uh, that we started having the discussion with you guys of whether or not we were actually going to be able to go on this trip, and whether you know you were just kind of seeing what everyone's feelings were. Um, you wanted to make sure everyone was comfortable if they were going to go on this trip, and and so everyone that had already met on previous trips before had started kind of texting one another, and and um, and I think that. You know, everyone was kind of 50-50 for a while, and then one thing led to another. For example, the um, um, I think everyone was a little bit okay until the one of the Nile River cruises started having yeah. coronavirus cases. Like, yeah. we had a conversation before, and then on the news they talked about Egypt, which previously didn't have any, um, uh, you know, COVID cases, or very, very few, suddenly had an outbreak on these, on these, uh, these river cruise ships. And so I was like, well, that's not good. Uh, we could get quarantined. And then the next step is they were quarantined. And then, of course, I think the coup de grace was the travel ban. And obviously, then, yeah, then it got that, canceled, you know, <laughs> of course, the rest I'm of not bragging, but John and I started taking this seriously very early. Mm-hmm. Um, we had come back from a cruise on March 1st. And we were watching the news and reading articles and stuff. And we decided that we were going to start being more careful and I canceled a bunch of social engagements. And that's when the whole thing about Egypt started to develop. And I had decided, I myself personally, John John was very excited about this trip. And by the time I started really getting involved with you guys and the rest of our travelers, I had decided I wasn't going. Mm. And I, I, things weren't getting better. To the, and then you're right. When they announced that somebody on one of the ships we would be on. It was the same itinerary we were doing, but I don't think it was the same ship. So, right. But it's still, it's still too close for comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of, I guess we kind of knew inevitably what would happen and that had to be canceled. But sometimes it's just hard to kind of grasp that reality that something that you've been planning. I didn't want to be those people on the Diamond Princess who were Skyping from their staterooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not good. We also, had, uh, we also had some folks on the trip who were told by their employers that if they went out of the country, they yeah. would be forced to quarantine when they got home for 14 yes. days. So they yep. said, no, I can't. I just yeah, can't. and at that point, right, everyone just had to really kind of back out and can't, and we had to cancel the trip. How do you guys feel about travel going forward? Do you think you're more uh, cautious about what you might do, or do you think once this gets to a place where it's not bad, you're going to be okay, I'm going to travel again, it doesn't bother me? I would say definitely traveling again. I think there's some modifications that we'll use. Um, I'm not exactly a germaphobe, but I like to make sure my area is clean. 
So I'll probably increase my clean down like when flying on making sure my surfaces around me uh, are wiped down. And I always have like a little thing of hand sanitizer with me when traveling and I'll probably be using it a lot more. <laughs> I'd say that's probably the, the biggest thing in making sure if any of my family members are feeling under the weather that they're at that point wearing a mask if we're traveling just to make sure we're not spreading you know, any of our germs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's just hard to predict, of course, kind of going forward. Everything's all speculation at this point of, you know, when travel can resume and, and what type of travel can resume from the parks to cruises to international travel. And, you know, I think that since Egypt um, and uh, and we had an Alaskan cruise and, and also a, a short Disney World trip planned to, uh, that all one by one had to be canceled. And so we're just having to take each trip, you know, one trip at a time. Um, you know, our next trip that we have on the books is um, the September Rhone uh, River Cruise. Uh, oh, and by the way, Kate, you're on that trip now. Good. I know, yes. yay. <laughs> That's because I missed, like, all of my travel for the beginning of this year. I was like, okay, well... <laughs> But whether it goes yeah. forward or not is, yeah. you know, I don't know, 50-50 chance. I don't know. I still have my fingers crossed for July because we're supposed to do a backstage magic with a full group of our Diz folks. And then John and I are supposed to fly to Olani. So I still have my fingers crossed. I'm doubtful. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitant. I'm not packing yet. We're also realist about it. If it cancels, it cancels. You know, I think that's where we are. Fret over it. What do you think Disneyland's going to be open in July? We don't know. That's <laughs> sort of the unknown. So let's talk about theme parks for a minute. You guys are huge, huge Disney theme park fans. Um, there's a lot of talk about when parks open, some of the things that might happen. For example, you might be required to wear a mask. They might test you somehow. Um, there might be a social distancing aspect of it. Does any of this give you hesitation to travel to Walt Disney World? Are you going to just wait till it's all done? Or are you willing to go and you know put up whatever it is they, they make you do? Um, I am not, you know, so we've read all the rumors, too, uh, as far as whether there'll be masks and, um, uh, and everything that you all talked about. I don't know if I have it in me to go to the parks in the middle of summer with a mask. <laughs> It's so hot. Um, uh, it's wearing a mask outside in 90 degrees or even inside when it's a little warm is is a tough sometimes. And, you know, I, I just don't know if that would be um, – obviously it wouldn't be pleasant. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't blame anyone for wanting to go to Disney World and, and, and being, you know, on uh, – um, and agreeing to want to wear the mask and that sort of thing. But I think I might be willing to wait until – that's no longer necessary, or at least until the weather kind of cools cools down a little bit more. I um, I am finding I wear glasses, mm-hmm. and when I wear the mask, every time I breathe, you fog, you fog your glasses. Yeah. Glasses fog up. So I yeah. take a step and I breathe, and I wait for them to defog, and I take another step and I breathe. It, it's a slow process. And Kevin's eyes aren't that great anyway. No, so that's so you don't want to block them with fog. Exactly. Hey, what about you? What's your thoughts? Uh, Maybe even thinking yeah. about the kids in Walt Disney World. 
Um, well, I, you know, we would, I think my oldest would be willing to wear a mask, but my, our, our two younger kids, I, I think it would be very difficult for them to get to, you know, have them, have them uh, wear a mask. I would be really frankly surprised if Disney, Disney mandated that children have to wear a mask. I mean, logically, health-wise, it makes sense. Um, you know, from, I think everyone's understanding kids can still be carriers, but I think it's going to be very difficult uh, getting them, them to wear the mask. And I think the other problem is, is that when it's 95 degrees and you're sweating, then invariably you're going to start touching your mask and shifting it around. And I think that that could end up being kind of an unintended consequence of more uh, facial touching, <laughs> of more facial touching. Um, Cause it's just hard to avoid. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, masks are, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see whether they, um, whether they required. It makes sense on paper. I just don't know how well it executes. Are you surprised now at how much you think about touching your face and you realize, <laughs> have I been doing this all along? Right. Was there ever yeah. a part of the day when I didn't have my fingers on my face at some point? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. I also think we all know that planning a Disney vacation is a, it's an effort. But I also think most people look at Disney World as a carefree kind of place. An escapism. Mm -hmm. An escapism. And I don't know what families are going to do when, you know, you have to wear masks and hand sanitizer and you have to stand six feet apart. I am hopeful, but I am, again, hesitant. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, even just now in Florida, and it is not our hottest time of year, I wore a yeah. mask out the other day to go to the store, and it is brutal. It is mm -hmm. a horrible experience. And so, yeah, I don't know that going to a theme park in a mask. What about testing? Would you be comfortable with a cast member performing some kind of test, maybe one of these fast COVID tests that they have out? I would. Uh, in fact, I think it would be comforting. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, kind of the um, saliva swab tests um, or, I mean, I don't know um, the, all the other types of point of care tests, but I don't mind that. I think that it would be incredibly difficult to execute unless the numbers were very minimal as far as coming out. I mean, number one, I, I don't see where they're going to get that number of test kits. Yeah. Um, such a problem in the country already. I don't see how that you can test, you know, 10,000, you know, let alone 20 or 30,000 people across three or four parks uh, all at once. They have, uh, I don't know if y'all saw on the news, uh, Emirates Airlines is now testing everyone that's flying um, on their planes. Um, but then you're dealing with a few hundred, you know, passengers, you know, not several thousand. So I think it would be cool. I think that would give peace of mind. But I just probably not realistic. I don't know if it's realistic. <laughs> There's a speculation. Someone speculated on the Dis boards. What happens if Disney made their own test? You know, could you know they have the capability to create anything? What happens if they either um, went out and got someone to make a test that they had, or they made their own? They could be testing everybody. I think there's financial incentive to do that <laughs> if they're losing thirty million a day. But you know, it's an entertainment company. It's not a chemical chemistry company. It's not a biochemistry, healthcare company, I, I just, I mean, obviously they would still have to work with one of these, you know, labs uh, that um, can make the equipment that can do it. And I think that everyone, you know, all the states, everyone's trying to get those same type of equipment. I don't know. I don't know if it would be, if the optics would be good that Disney's able to acquire, you know, tests that they can test, 
you know, 40,000 people a day, but, you know, certain counties around the country can't, you know, can't perform those tests. What is it that Disney has to do to make you guys comfortable to go back? Are you, are you trusting of Disney that what they're doing sanitary wise is okay? Or do they have to prove to you and not have any cases for a while, say? Uh, um, I'd say probably an increase in the ability to cleanse hands throughout the parks. I mean, certainly there are washrooms everywhere, but having more just freestanding units with some hand sanitizer around could be helpful just throughout the park. Um, yeah, I mean, this. I think there's a lot of things that they could do from the testing and, you know, I'm sure taking temperatures has some limited, you know, effect and help. Um, you know, they, they could do, I, I saw going around Facebook, I don't know how legitimate it is or not, but Shanghai, um, you know, kind of marking off spaces in preparation for, you know, for opening their gates of like, you know, everyone that's in a queue has to literally be standing on a certain square or off of a certain square. So, so that everyone's six feet apart. I mean, you know, I think that they're going to have to do those things regardless. Disney. <laughs> Um, and the leadership to make the right call. I think they've, I think that they've had, the, they've shown the history that they've made the moral uh, call before and ethical calls before, uh, you know, over finances and that sort of thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just, I would expect that they're not going to be able to make that call until the numbers go down significantly. I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to open up, um, you know, in, in current state of affairs. I agree with you. I don't know that anything Disney could do right now would be enough for me. I don't know that I blame Disney for any of this. So I don't think washing handrails and more hand sanitizer would make me more comfortable until I was sure that there were less cases, that there was less less cases, I guess, is the right word. And my, my feeling has always been, I've mentioned this several times, great, you're going to take someone's temperature before they enter a theme park. Well, what about the multiple steps before they got to that theme park? Do you allow them on Disney's Magical Express? Do you allow them to come to a hotel? You know, these are all places where this could all meet. They could potentially come in contact with thousands of people even before they got to a theme park. So, you know, it's a tough it's a tough thing for them to think about and do. Yeah, I guess that's I agree with you, Kevin. I just don't see because of all the limitations everywhere else from testing and how effective taking temperatures can be and. Yeah, I just don't see any way around it other than just waiting for the numbers to, you know, to get to a low enough point. And and also, I mean, certainly they don't want the optics of opening up their parks before other somewhat more essential, you know, businesses and and places that don't have, you know, 10 to 30,000, you know, people, you know, crowds. Uh, so I, I think they're going to have to wait and they're, they may not have to be the very last you know, groups that open up, they're not like a sports stadium that has people literally packed side by side um, or even one of their cruise ships, um, you know, with um, with the risks there. I think the parks will open up before that. But, I, you know, I just don't see any way around having to just literally wait. And I would expect that that's what Disney is doing. I mean, I think that they're just having to they probably do have some numbers in mind of where they where their experts think. Uh, where they would be comfortable. Where they would be comfortable, and they think that there's a low enough risk for their their uh, customers, but um, their guests. But 
we were discussing the other day whether Disney might implement, I know like on the, the cruise ships, you have to answer like a little screening form before you go on. If it might be something like that, where before people are coming into the hotels um, to be on property, if they're having to go through the same screening questionnaire where they're talking about that health history, you know, over the past few days, if people in the family have been ill. Yeah, I'm sure you'll do this Who have you come in contact with? We did that even before our February cruise. They asked us, did you come in contact with anybody from Hong Kong or Asia? So one of the questions we get a lot that people want to know, where's the first place you want to go? Once this is over, where do you want to go first? Is it to Walt Disney World or is it someplace else? Uh, Kate, let me answer the question. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I would say, well, I'd probably say Walt Disney World. Um Number one, it's domestic. Uh, you know, you'd, you know, I don't think that um, you're at risk of, of having to be quarantined or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, out of the country. You can always rent a car. Yeah, yeah. you can always rent a car. Yeah. You can always drive back. <laughs> uh, I couldn't rent a car from Egypt. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Um, so for me, it would be Walt Disney World. Um, preferably waiting probably until masks are not required or at the very least temperatures drop uh, and it's not as um it's it's just you know not as unbearable um and i think i would probably go to my favorite park epcot i just like hanging around the world showcase and and uh, and i think that that you know that would be nice to be able to see that again and i think that would be one of my returns to normal uh, being able to say that i can go there again yeah okay what about you kate <laughs> you kind of stole my thunder. Oh, <laughs> that's um, that's definitely one of our favorite parks, Epcot. It's just, I don't know, it's beautiful. You can sit and look at the little lake area, and just it's home away from home. Yeah, and just enjoy it. And it's I've never felt like too crowded at Epcot, even when there's a large number of people. Um, it's a nice place to go, and I'd say definitely as far as first point of travel when stuff opens up disney's probably going to be it for us i think definitely doing something on the domestic side is going to be a lot easier than any type of international travel Mm -hmm. at that point so i'm on board with epcot i'm going to alani (laughs) alani sounds nice yeah (laughs) excellent all right anything you guys want to know do you have any questions for us about what's going on or Mm. Uh, we're thinking about stuff. I'm curious on what you guys, I guess you all have talked about parks um, and your comfort level there. What are your comfort levels on the cruise ships? Like when are you guys going on, on uh, you know, a full big cruise? Well, our next cruise is the same as yours. It's a Rhone River cruise. But yep. then we have a cruise, a full-fledged cruise in October. We have, um, we're booked on the Broadway cruise. That's leaving from New York City. So I'm really hopeful about that. That's something I really want to do. But I would say it's the same answer as you gave for the parks. I think we have to wait until we have medicine or this starts to flatten out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go on a cruise and be trapped on a boat. And I certainly don't want to. I, I joke about I don't. It's not a joke. But I mentioned the Diamond Princess. I never forget how long those people were on there, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to live any part of my life on a cruise ship where I'm not 
on vacation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I also think, think I think that the cruise lines have learned a lot from these instances. They originally thought it was better to keep everybody on the ship, and then they realized that that was not the right thing to do. The next step would be get them off and then get them to places where they can quarantine, because together it was making it worse. So I think there's a lot of lessons learned. I believe that Disney and Royal Caribbean already do really good jobs uh, cleaning their ships. So I think they've already got some really great standards in place. I don't know that I'm weary or leery of getting on a cruise ship any more than I am about going to a theme park or getting on a plane. I don't think it's like, oh, I, you know, it's not like the cruise is going to be the last thing I ever do. I just think that it falls in that whole sort of even. Once this is to a certain point where I'm comfortable, say, getting on a plane, getting on a cruise ship is no different for me. I also think there's going to be a little PTSD after this. That people are going to be hesitant. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're learning. We're all learning this together of what you have to do. And, I mean, we were out the other day, and we were in our car. We went to a bank to drive up. But we were looking at some of the restaurants that are open for takeout. And there were bunches of people standing together out front. And my first reaction was, I should pull up and tell them to stand further apart. <laughs> so, you know, I am now... Kevin's first reaction to everything is to correct people. I, it is. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong. I'd be happy if everyone would just listen to me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think to myself, if I'm trying to correct the people in front of Gator's Dockside, <laughs> can you picture me on a cruise ship? I don't even like it when the elevators get full now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think there it's going to take... I think it's going to take some deprogramming for a lot of people are willing and able to go back into a crowd. There are some analysts out there who are saying cruising as we know it is now dead, that they will never cruises will never come back to what they were before. I don't agree with that, but it's certainly one idea that so many people have such shock over what we saw in the news with these cruise ships that they will never be comfortable on a cruise ship again. Yeah, but they said that about department stores, too. Yeah. If you go out and look for, on the internet, you can find every single occupation is going to be dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't see that. I mean, cruise, cruise, you know, the cruisers are pretty, they're pretty hardcore in their fandom, and uh, I think they'll be back. I mean, I think that I, I don't know if cruising is the same until there's a vaccine or some type of therapeutic. I don't know, um, you know, how the, you know, cruise ships are going to be able to do uh, social distancing. But, um, but I mean, it, at some point, certainly, you know, once we get completely beyond this cruising, I think we'll completely go back to normal. I do too. I agree. All right. Kevin and Kate, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your input and, your insight into all of this. Not only that, it was really good to see you. It was good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you guys. I like see you more often than this. Yeah, it's good to see you too, Craig. <laughs> thank you. That's not true. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, home for listening and watching. We certainly hope you have a great week, and we hope you stay safe, and please stay healthy. Stay healthy.